Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two of episode 290 with Jack Sexsmith. As I mentioned in the outro of part one, uh, things get things get a bit dicey here. Um, I mean, I touched upon the Brit Wrestling Twitter community in the, in the last episode, and it's, it's a mad place, man, because there's so much to celebrate in wrestling in general and in Br- British wrestling at the moment. Yet so much of the discussion online seems to be negativity and about the negative things and conspiracy. And, and don't get, get me wrong. When people have undoubtedly acted appallingly, like the recent Rev Pro incident and things like that, I'm not saying you shouldn't be shouting about that. Obviously, you should be shouting about that. There were some dis- disgraceful actions Um and there's been a few different things, but I don't know. It, I just get so much more n- negativity that I see on social media about wrestling when when wrestling is something that gives me a huge amount of joy, and I'd rather rave about that. I mean, I mean, it, the stuff we talk about here, we talk about all the different options and all the different scenes. Now, I love NXT and NXT UK. I also love AEW. Um, I also love attending P- Progress and Riptide, and there's places I want to attend like like OTT and Shout and Friends and um, Fight Club Pro and and ICW and Attack. There's so many good places I want to go and witness things, but it seems that so much of wrestling these days is based on who you don't like rather than who you like, or who you like informing who you don't like. If you know what I mean. Like AEW fans will jump at every chance to attack WWE fans, and WWE fans will jump at every chance to attack AEW fans or indie fans or Ring of Honor fans or whomever else. And it's dumb, man. For for me, just all enjoy wrestling. Um, I honestly don't have a bias anywhere in any of this. I mean, as we record this, if I'm if I'm well enough, later in the week, I've I've been invited to go and visit the. Uh, the NXT UK Performance Centre. I'm buzzing for that. That's going to be mad. I love that stuff. And I, in fact, I'll mention now as well, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, NXT UK um, are in, in Brimwood, which is up the road from me. So get down to that. It looks like it's going to be an amazing show. That takeover, since we recorded this at NXT TakeOver... Cardiff has happened um, and that match with Tyler and, and, and Volta was one of the best matches I've ever seen so I, I, I'm, I have no sh- shame in shouting proudly that I'm a fan of NXT and NXT UK but then equally I'm buzzing t- to get back down to um, to Riptide because I've missed a few recently and I'm, I'm buzzing to get down to, to Progress because I couldn't, I made it to natural progression. I couldn't make it to Ali Pali. Anyway, I'm rambling on now because I've got a bit of a fever. But my point is, you don't all have to pick sides and 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 kind of of hate each other. It's not it's not football teams. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't have to pick your team and hate everyone else's team. You can enjoy all of it. And I mean, I'm going to get tons of stick for this probably now, but equally. Chill on the cons- conspiracy theories. 
There's so much conspiracy theory about WWE. And then, as I said, it goes the other way as well. Uh, we talk in this section about the independent stuff with that, that Jack's involved with, with James Musselwhite and David Starr. And there's so much conspiracy theory or, or, or rumour over that kind of thing as well from the from, from either side. It's it's madness. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm bringing up... I'm, I'm starting Scandal before we've even got to, uh, to the Scandal. I hope you enjoy part two. I love... As I said, I love Jack's sex and, and I love that we discuss things in this. There's a few things he puts forward that, 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 that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, and we discuss it back and forth. And... The beauty is that kind of neither of us have a horse in the race anymore. I guess Jack kind of does because he's still obviously very involved in wrestling, but I don't have a horse in the race. So please don't think that there's any any reason other than discussion, debate and opinion. And yeah, follow Jack. I can't wait to, to see what he does next. Let's get on with the podcast. I've rambled on so much. Again, if you if this is your first time tuning in, Previous wrestlers I've had on include Chris Jericho, Eddie Dennis, Jack Gallagher, and Will Ospreay. So give them a listen. All right, this is part two of episode 290. Apologies for our rambling. Oh, this is. I think I mentioned in part one that I'm just coming off of a fever, (laughs) but I'd run out of time to record the intro. So I'm still slightly delirious, but this is episode two. Part two of episode 290 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with the wonderful Jack Sexsmith. So, so, I mean... We've talked about the progression, no pun intended, mm. um, of the character. There's something I want to talk about that kind of is, it plays in a little bit to one of the things that, that Paul Robinson went off on on uh, in his promo, but to find a good character, you need to bring elements of reality mm-hmm. of yourself into it. An essential part of independent wrestling is much and merch sales, and T-shirt sales. Mm -hmm. If you develop a character who part of what you love about him is the cause that he's involved in, it becomes a real big conflict because part of your job is to sell merch so you can afford to be a wrestler. But then with David Starr and the independent stuff racing, and, and with yourself as an LGBT ambassador, there's then pressure. And again, I know you chose to set stuff up and do a label, but... There's then pressure, regardless of if you've done that, to donate some of that to a charity, to a cause, mm-hmm. and it's, it's. I feel that's a really tough situation to be in because n- n- neither is wrong. Um, the pressure on the whole independent thing to be uh, donating to unions, all sorts of things like that. I get it, but I also get that it's wrestling and it's a character, and part of your earning is m- merch sales. So. If you've nailed your character, you shouldn't then be punished by hmm. not punished because again, it's good to support these causes and you truly believe in it. But it is kind of you're then going, all right, now you earn less essentially because you've yeah. made this amazing LGBT character, for example. How was that, and how did you kind of go about that in your mind of what should I be doing to to support? What should I be doing to support myself? 
I, I went in, I sort of compartmentalised that to a point. So I knew I'd continue to produce what I called sexsmith merchandise, yep. which would be loud, gregarious, animated I mean, not the nicest always of T-shirts. I need to considering... mention, and I'll, I'll probably repost the picture, but <clears throat> I was wearing, you gave me one of your T-shirts mm-hmm. to wear when we did Tuesday Night Draw, yeah. and it's one of my most reposted pictures because <laughs> you only had a small, and I yeah. was working out you a lot at that time. Gassed. So I look like just the biggest, I look like a, I look like the wrestler of the group Mate, of us. I remember seeing that, and it was going, whoa. <laughs> and I was just like, Pips I, put on I, mask, I reposted know. that so many times, I was like, I look amazing, because I'm not really a tight shirt wearing guy, yeah. so I go for different levels of fitness but it's not really documented anywhere and I was like I can share that line yeah. and not feel I'm you know I'm sharing it I'm helping with merch all that yeah. yeah bless you no yeah that, so but that was the kind of thing that I was producing as sexsmith that was my yeah. sexsmith apparel yeah, exactly. of, of colours bearing in mind the wrestle fan base in this country wears black tees full stop yeah so tough. I knew I wanted to create an alternative with my sexsmith stuff and then when I launched proud um, Sexsmith had already associated himself with a proactive LGBT movement mm-hmm. because it's in keeping with my belief systems as well. Yeah. Um, and when I set up Proud, I knew I wanted to donate a quarter of my profits. Yeah. Because I felt that this was trying to further establish a movement, and in doing so, I felt like contributing. Yeah. And who did you work with there? Or who did you donate? Stonewall. Was it Stonewall? That's Stonewall. Thought, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and that was um, great, man. That was great. Yeah. And then, again, as I say, I was talking with Brooks about a lot of how best to market this. Um, yeah, and so they, many of the boys were just happy to put on a tee yeah. and show that they supported the cause. Again, I can imagine that because, again, it, it felt like it was – or it was, but it, it makes sense that Brooks, because it's what he does with his stuff, is it felt like it was a clothing brand. It didn't feel yeah. like here's a new Jack Sexsmith shirt or a wrestling shirt or whatever. It was like, no, here's, here's a brand. I like your – suplex yeah. type stuff do how they do it's associated to wrestling yeah but, but but it's not necessarily about a wrestler or this or that it's a, it's essentially a, the, what it became in my head was the equivalent of rainbow laces right in, in football and rugby yeah yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. it was just a t-shirt that would be used to support a cause but in essence isn't wrestling merchandise it's just a fashion piece was, yeah. was the agenda of it and um, our gutted the more and more I think about this I had a real low spell during my during the sort of last year or so that I wrestled where I really took my eye off the ball with that with proud apparel um, and I felt like I should have and could have done so much more with it right. it could have been utilised and I should have been setting up business meetings and stuff like that but I, my headspace was so bad mm. that I gave up on that Yeah. When um, and I regret that that's a big regret of mine uh, was it hard putting your your sexuality at the forefront of of a character because I always remember when who was I watching you with I was watching you with R- R- Regal actually when Regal oh, was at right. one of the shows and he was where we were both lo- loving what was going on and the story that was being told and he was like so is that is that a character or is that real and I was like oh, I don't know actually I've never <laughs> I've never thought to ask so it must be a weird one because you're being so open but you're also Essentially not, because it's easy. It's like, oh, this is a character. Is it a character? Isn't it a character? How was that to have that Um, kind of thing at the forefront when it is something that you struggled with in the past because of religion and because of other things? Yeah. Um, go, here I am, but also, am I? Yeah. (laughs) Here here Um, I might be. (laughs) I think 
Jack was always like Batman for Bruce Wayne for me. Yeah, yeah. Of just like he is the type of person I want to be. Yeah, I love um, that. Yeah, he was my mask of just yeah. and my strength in that regard. Like it didn't when I put on that mask. Then I could be that strong and go out there and take all the hits, yeah, and represent and try and represent as well as I can. Yeah. Um, it wasn't hard because I felt like it was the right thing to do, and yeah. I felt like the audience was more ready now than it had ever been for a babyface queer culture representative in professional wrestling. Yeah, the hardest thing about it wasn't the homophobia I got because yeah. I got a lot of that, but that was quite easy to brush off. Really, because a homophobe is a homophobe, they don't get it. Yeah. That was fine. Uh, where did you f- find you got the most of that? Was that at shows? Was that online? What was Scarcely the... at shows. Yeah. Scarcely. Because, um, again, I can't imagine it at a, sh- a show. I can imagine one person saying something and gets shouted down by everyone else, as you see every now and then yeah. with, with misogynistic chants yeah. or anything like that. I like that it's... It's a it's a scene that seems to police itself reasonably say, it, well. Yeah, yeah. It, Not it, perfectly, but no, reasonably well. Yeah, and there's times when people get caught up and and lost in it and then they have to question themselves and go, well, I'm not really that person. I just did that because I was at the football and sometimes they do that at the yeah. football or something. You know I, what thought, I, mean? I wanted attention. I thought it would be funny. Well, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It's like, <clears> no, that's, that's not. my father speaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, not so much there, but online I'd get more than a bit right? and I wouldn't try to draw attention to it because I didn't feel like it helped or was necessary it's Ooh. interesting because yeah I didn't I, I wouldn't have I'd never noticed that that hadn't, yeah. hadn't crossed my mind that that was happening so it's clearly not something that you're retweeting and saying isn't this disgraceful or anything like that you yeah. just obviously I, just maybe I did it once or twice but I wasn't yeah. ever happy that I ever did it in yeah. truth um, most of the time because they go I can't believe you sent your fan base to attack me Yeah, shut up you twat yeah uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't something I wanted to draw attention to because I wanted the message to be positive. Yeah, I didn't want to show people that it is. It can be that hard. I'll show you the reality of it if you want to reach out to me. Yeah. But I'm putting this face on. Yeah, and this face is unbreakable. Yeah, the hardest thing was when people who support the cause said I wasn't a good enough representative. Right, that one was like. <sighs> can be a really. T- a tough world, can't it? I remember mm. chatting to a mate of mine and um, he, because everything has to have labels and everything has to, to live up to certain things, he said he found it harder coming out to his gay friends really? when he'd met a girl than he found coming out as gay yeah. when he originally realised that because he realised he was bisexual. And, uh, again, I was, I was listening to Dan Sachs' podcast recently. His guest was one of the guys who writes The Quietest. I can't think of his name, but... He's bisexual, and he said he stated, and it's a really valid point. It's like there's no such thing as a bisexual man in society these days. He's like, mm. I am one, but there's no such thing as one. I'm just gay. Yeah. To people on the outside, I'm just yeah, gay. Yeah, true. I'm not a bisexual man. Is like, I am bisexual. I like men and I like women. Yeah. Or you can be pansexual and go on personality or yeah. emotional connection rather than any any physicality. But that doesn't exist. If you're male, that just means you're gay. Yeah. But it's such a weird shorthand for for women. You can be bisexual. Because men will allow that. Yeah, that's course. quite hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's quite cool. Ooh, but it's yeah. it's such a weird world that that's such a hard thing to accept, and it's why the, again the, the pansexual element and that would bring so many conversations up, which yeah. I thought was a great. That thing. was but, that was another point as well of sort of going. Um, if I wanted to be safe with it, I'd have said I was bisexual. Yeah, but I wanted to introduce people who'd never heard it yeah. to the term pansexuality. Yeah, because 
it's real. Yeah. It's real and it exists and it's a big thing. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing, going back to that, is people on the outside will just say, yes, gay. Some people on the inside, if you're in a pansexual or bisexual relationship with someone of the opposite sex, yeah. will say you're not gay enough. Yeah, completely. And that's, that was the you're thing that really hurt. You're not into either world because yeah. it's like, ah, you're not really gay. Yeah. You've, and you've that, taken the easy route. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always found that that one, that stuff hurt more yeah. than any. I did an interview in The Sun. Yes, I remember that. Uh, okay. And it did everything I wanted it to. Yeah. It really did. But the backlash I ensued from certain people, again, loads of homophobia. Oh, right, I'll wash that off. So yeah. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't for them. Yeah. But... That's going to happen if you do an interview in the, in the sun about a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Literally about anything, you're probably going to get a load yeah. of homophobia from yeah. them. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I knew I was stepping into enemy territory of sorts. Do you but, but that's important, and, and that's and the whole point. It's easy to preach to the converted. Yeah, I that was agree the more on that. whole point. You don't make no noise in echo chamber. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. So, so the hate I got for daring to make money for this newspaper mm. really hurt, really hurt because I was, I was families, young kids ain't buying these newspapers. Yeah. They're not clicking onto their websites and that. They may, but if they get a chance to see the article yeah. and they are, I don't care if they're right wing. I just want to tell them it's okay. If I yeah. can do this in the wrestling world, you can be you in whatever you do in your life. Completely. That was all I wanted I, to do. I, I think it's such a tough, and again, it's the the way of. There's no um, social media has removed nuance so so mm. heavily from all of these discussions and debates. And I completely understand people hating the sun. Yeah, some same. of the stuff they've done is appalling Absolutely. and despicable. Yeah. But it's picking your battles, and if you're going in there to talk about something positive like that, like I've, I've turned down interviews when we were promoting our album in the sun before, yeah. because at that point. I was against the sun. If the sun had asked me to come and talk about a cause that I believe in, that was that'd be a different thing. Because yeah. like, right, I'm going as you said, you're going behind enemy lines to yeah. to say, look, I know you'll think I'm disgusting, yeah, but let me explain why I might not be, yeah, and let me explain why if you're sitting there amongst these people, why you're not disgusting if you're thinking this way. I know they're all saying that I'm disgusting, yeah, but I want you, I. I will happily take all of them thinking I'm disgusting as long as I can let out one person who's got it in the back of their head, let you know that you're not disgusting for thinking this yeah, way or wanting to exactly. be this way. And um, I was fortunate enough of, to know the journalist. Yeah. Um, and I knew that we need, I need to have a degree of trust in yeah. the person who was going to be telling yeah. my story. Yeah. And he sent me drafts and reworks and stuff like Wicked. that over and over again to make sure that this message wasn't going to be sold as um, some right-wing propaganda piece. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was everything... I hoped it'd be, yeah. um, and yeah. it, and it worked. It just took a lot of strength to overcome that one. That one was hard. Yeah. That one was a hard take. Oh, that'll stop in a minute. It's a quick fire alarm. Okay. Um, <laughs> what sort of ship do you run? I mean, Pip? I reckon it's just a test. There we go. <laughs> the, that was uh, just to tell us that we're coming to the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> All joking aside, we are coming to the, to the end of the podcast. But before we do, so we've talked about your journey, the development of the character, the impact it's had. Because, again, I do think it's a it's a long-term impact. It's it's weird. If Jack Sexsmith had been a character in the WWE mm. on, on Raw, so on and so forth, 
the reach is obviously endless and huge, but there is still that barrier of TV, of fantasy land. And I think being that character in front of real people in the room with them, the barrier isn't there. And it really, I think it has the, that impact and has that direct effect that you, or unignorable effect that on TV you can kind of ignore elements that you don't agree with or don't like. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in the room there and everyone else is enjoying it and no one else is going, oh, it's a bit gross though. Yeah. They're all going, this is great. There was, I remember, always remember there was a tag match. I'm sure it was, was a, a you and David star, but I can't remember who you were against. And there was a kiss kind of s- s- sequence. Mm. And it would, in the old days, it would be played that the gay slash bi slash pan guy would kiss the other guy and it would all be disgusting. Yeah. But it became a jealousy thing. Yeah. That the, the other guy wanted to kiss yeah, this guy. Yeah. And it became this, all of these wrestlers who have no kind of character of anything about their sexuality, it then became this amazing one-upsman thing of like, yeah. oh, no, if you're kissing him, I'll kiss him. Yeah. And, yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's beautiful because there will be people who, if they're not used to being exposed to all sexualities, will have that grain, ingrained reaction of, oh, it's a bit, oh, yeah. oh, boys kissing. You didn't get given the option in that. It was like, no, this is just part yeah. of it. Enjoy it. Everyone else is enjoying it. This is a high spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, so I guess, sorry, to, to start to wrap things up, before we talk about what is possibly ahead, let's give some kind of shouts and recommendations to people that you think are, are really good and, are, uh, you know, have got a great future or, or people should be keeping an eye out for. As I said, going to Riptide, Cara Noir was just the biggest eye-opener for me. I'd yeah. heard about him, didn't really know much, and I was blown away and haven't shut up about him since. Yeah. But, is there anyone that stands out to you that you feel is already getting attention but deserves more or or isn't getting or has got the potential? I think the OJMO yep. is someone up and coming this year. Hell of a who, year, right? Mate, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um he's someone that I, I feel I invested in because he came through the same developmental school as I did. Yeah. Um that I took some time out to make sure he was being nurtured correctly and thinking about the game in the right way. He's and got that that's something, hasn't he? He, he walks out and people are like, whoa. He's, um, he's, he, yeah. he has that, but his commitment to to selling moves is spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw him on a, and I, I was a dark really, match, I think, at Progress originally, yeah. tagged up <clears> with <throat> Big T. Yeah. And I was like, instantly, I was like, just the stuff he was saying, his little in-between yeah. bits was wonderful. And it was clear he was green as anything, but even on that match, like, You've this got guy's going to be good. Mate, uh, it was, yeah. what I, I always get annoyed by, uh, I've invested in, I've probably invested in like three people yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, one of them was Spike Trevay, the other yeah. one, Ojmo, another one, a, a young lad called um, uh, JJ Lynch, who, right. if he wants it, he's got a massive future. He yeah. really, really does. And then I, got really annoyed at myself because I found out they all had theatrical backgrounds and I just went, oh, my fandom is so hollow. I like what I like, don't I? Um, uh, I love it. Uh, Spike can take the world by storm this year. He's improving Completely. week by week. Um, He's another one whose just promos are flawless. Uh, his yeah. char- or, or his character is I, flawless, I, which I, therefore makes the promos almost a given. I, uh, I will always regret not being able to do a 15-minute promo segment in ring with him where we could just talk. Yeah, because we would have cut each other to pieces. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it would have been a real, real test for me as well. I would it's, love to have done that. It's one of the things I liked. Again, we're on a Riptide and a Progress hype. 
but they're the two I've been to the most and, yeah. and have, have, have really connected with. But I loved at, at that same event, at that same heartbreaking event, they had Cara Noir against Pac. Yeah. I almost called him Neville, but Pac. <laughs> I don't like to dead name any wrestlers. Um, and that was an amazing match in and of itself. But yeah. the beautiful thing was they didn't, they've still got that thing of no it's about our talent so yeah. they had spike and everyone come out at the end yeah. and and storm and attack and get that progress the storyline yeah not just have someone turn up do their thing and have a barn burner and then all the best yeah, yeah. it's always let's progress the storyline yeah. let's build this the wrestlers that we're building that that whole move that whole match and then the arrival of spike everything involved in that gave Kara my spot we just swapped yeah yeah, yeah. Kara stepped Completely. into the momentum I had yeah. and is now exactly the guy and uh, rightfully so because he is utterly sensational he's had a hell of a year as well he's benefited a lot from the exclusivity that NXT UK is um, putting on its talent Yeah, um, and the gaps that have been f- open on cards are being filled by the likes of him and a Robbie X yeah. and it's talent that's been here for years but haven't been afforded that platform I mean, so I'm absolutely ecstatic for him because uh, he's class let's talk about that a little bit the, the state of Brit wrestling um, everyone there was all this stuff of it being dead recently and yes, all that, there which was, wasn't there? I, the thing is I tried to look all that up and all I saw was people giving reasons it's not dead I didn't yeah. see anyone actually giving reasons it was dead but I genuinely, I've said this a few times, um, the example I give as the easiest is if Nakamura and AJ and and, and, and Anderson and Gallows hadn't, yeah. and Finn even, hadn't come to WWE, we, we wouldn't have got Omega, Omega Ricardo, yeah. what Osprey's doing out there yeah. at the moment, or what Zach's doing out there at the moment, all these amazing people just absolutely smashing it. And I see that as the same with... The WWE things with I think the WWE UK stuff is amazing. I, I personally adore it. I think it's great, but also I love that it's giving gaps and giving space to all of these. If if Riptide had just had British Strong Style at the top of the card the whole time, who again that's not throwing any shade. They're three of the best yeah. that will ever be in British wrestling. Yeah, yeah, if they'd just been at the top the whole time, and even Havoc and and all sorts of other mm-hmm. people then there wouldn't have been room for you, for Chuck, for TK, Mm. for Spike to have this time and space. And I think that's that's kind of how the industry works, right? I think it should be. I think it should be as well. There is – I do have a degree of cynicism and worry about the the WWE UK desire to monopolise. Right, yeah. Um, But fundamentally, there will be gaps on cards. There will be people who turn down offers and will continue to – Put on spectacular shows. Yeah. I feel that Defiant's recent um, demise is largely because of WWE. Right. That's interesting. Um, that's a controversial statement. This, this is my own and not the yeah. views of the Distraction Pieces no, podcast. No, go ahead. Again, <laughs> again it's interesting because people often think that I'm uh, WWE Mark or Shield. I'm not. Mm. I just I like to get angry about stuff that's happened yeah. rather than stuff that might Course, happen. Yeah, no, Three uh, hours raw. It's shit. I can't stand it. It's far too much. There's, there's so. In fact, so much of the main roster, I don't enjoy. I don't like the idea of the rumors that NXT is going to two hours and Vince is taking more control. Mm -hmm. I don't like the sound of any of that. But I'll get angry about it even when it happens, rather than Um, all these rumors and 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 theories in 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 advance. But um, 
defiance model was always YouTube centric. Yeah, given their association with what culture, right? Um, and WWE monetized uh, YouTube at the expense of other wrestling shows. Right, I um, see. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of cut the legs out from underneath them. They also were very much adverse to their talent appearing on defiant shows as what culture is very critical of WWE in many ways. I see. Um, So by association, they were hurt for talent loss, but no one else has been hurt for talent loss. So we have to look at both sides on that. It's just tough ones, isn't it? It's really tricky, mate. I remember hearing that there was all these restrictions on WWE talent and then speaking to, to one of the guys in WWE... One of the wrestlers, I'm not going to name any names, but they kind of said, no, we just have to have, have medics there. That was uh, that was their contract thing and initially. Again, it might have, I know there's been more restrictions mm-hmm. put on, but on that, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Shows should have medics. Yeah. It's really dangerous and really important. So I'm not that mad. But again, at that point, there yeah. was all this uproar. And it's like, well, you're getting angry and not having the facts there. Yeah. So No, that was um, that was definitely something for certain shows. Other shows, yeah. was, they cannot appear. Yeah. Um, I think my, my fear is the, the biggest shows on the scene now have to have a relationship with a mainstream wrestling company to thrive. Yeah, either New Japan. New Japan. Because again, I don't see New Japan discussed enough in it as well. There's obviously restrictions on yeah. the talent there as well. So... And, uh, you know, I'd imagine there might be some with AEW when they're up and I running and when they're surprised. going. You'd, you'd um, think that would make sense. A lot, most of their talent has specifically moved out there. So they've obviously mm-hmm. got real roles and real, you know, this is a... They've, they've got they've got a big fight on their hands at first. They've got to compete for domestic territory, yeah. for domestic viewership first and foremost. Yeah, 100%. Um, but once they secure that, they will start coming over here. They provide the adult alternative yeah. to a WWE. I love it. I All think the it's lo- great. Mate, honestly, the start, the, the start of this year <laughs> was sensational. Or for me, it was really emotional seeing Jimmy get his chance oh, out mate, there because he feels like he, uh, from a wrestling point of view, I've never known anyone who seems more supportive of everyone else and not that kind of jealous. Oh, they're stealing my spots. Yeah. But <clears throat> no matter how supportive you you want to be or try to be, it must fucking hurt when you've been that guy on the scene for a long time and you're not going to fit in WWE yeah. and you're not going to fit here and you're not going to fit there, so you're going to end up just, you know, it's it starts to get depressingly like the film The Wrestler. Yeah, it does. And that's a fucking horrible thing. It so is. it was so beautiful when AEW came out and seeing him getting a huge reaction every time yeah. and wrestling the best wrestling I've seen him wrestle in yeah. fucking years, looking yeah. in the best shape. Yeah. Oh. All that kind of thing. It's such a beautiful thing that that's come about and gone, right, there is... An option outside of WWE, suddenly outside of Japan. Out, yeah. You know, if you don't fit these molds, that which was you had, two, you had two, three molds. Yeah. You had Triple L or something like that yeah. as well. So you had to be three very specific type of wrestlers. Yeah, you had to be able to. If you're happy getting a shit kicked out, yeah, you go to Japan. Yeah. If you can do a flip or two, you go to Mexico. And if you could entertain children, you go to WWE. Yeah, that was all you had. Yeah. Everything else Completely. was jumping around the indie circuit and then trying to get something that was living wage. Yeah. And now there is something in an AEW, which I have all the hope in the world, that's taken on a friend of mine like Jimmy who never fit those demographics mm-hmm. before. And fingers crossed he gets to smash it because if, if you invest in Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc built progress. Yeah. And Vicar- Jimmy Havoc is the most important character to wrestle in Britain mm. since Big Daddy. It's amazing. Because you think about Marty's and Zach and Will. Yeah. They were massive. 
but they went abroad and became massive. Yeah. And I think the talent has always been here. Yeah. Jimmy didn't necessarily go anywhere. Jimmy built this house. Yeah. And then someone like a Pete took it on and is continuing to point eyes at it through his association with WWE. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Again, all of those 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 people you list had butted heads with Jimmy, had feuds with Jimmy yeah. over here. That's where they, 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 they started that and grew and yeah. things like that. If, so, you got, yeah. if you've got a result against Jimmy, suddenly you have to pay attention to that person. Yeah. Because yeah. he was the benchmark. Yeah. And in many ways he still is. I think if you're writing the history books of British professional wrestling, Jimmy Havoc has a chapter to himself. Yeah. So the last... Two things. I keep <clears throat> trying to wrap this up, but I just want to talk Sorry, for ages, mate. mate. No, Sorry. no, that's it. I just keep going on more things. I, I can wanted... give you a controversial statement if you want one. Yeah, go ahead. Go on. Um, what have you got? After my, at my, I went for a WWE tryout. Yeah. And they told me that they would not be looking to take me on because they would not know how to market me without alienating their biggest consumers. Man, that's sh- Which sh- shocking, isn't it? Was at the time, I really appreciate their honesty. Yeah. Um, I think the tryout went really quite well, actually. I was happy with it anyways. But that one was one that definitely on reflection you're sort of looking at someone like Fergal protesting wearing his rainbow gear. Yeah. Um, but they're allowed to support a movement, but they can't really, they can't be out. And again, it is. It's Fergal protesting off Finn Balor, for anyone who's not clear. It's, it's always... I messaged, him, I messaged him after that. It, it, it always feels like it has to be kind of on the sly, in the quiet. It's never at the forefront that he's making this statement. They, do you know what I mean? I he's, he's not given the chance to do it. It's on his socials, which yeah. again is as forefront as he can get as an individual. That's mm-hmm. not that's me praising him, but still seeing yeah. even he's having to kind of go, by I, the way. I, I, it's, um, it's interesting. I think they are trying to monopolise to a point. Right. I think they're a, they are a right-wing organisation. Mm-hmm. They're certainly Trump voters and Republicans has been seen by their active their activity within politics. Yeah. Um they did the Daniel Bryan character recently where he came out about um consumerism and mm. veganism and they tried to market that as the antagonist. I spoke to fascinating. Spike about this at yeah. um at, at, at Riptide because like how mad is it that he's being a heel mm. by being a right wing Tory. Mm-hmm. And in the WWE, their main heel at that point is a left-wing, yeah. vegan, anti-consumerism. Yeah. T- it's, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because it's tough as well because just to kind of play devil's advocate here, it's a company that's built so much on an individual, mm-hmm. Vince. Yeah. And I think Vince is very much in that area. He's been a big Trump supporter. Yeah. Him and Linda were given some kind of roles yeah. or some, uh, whether it was in name only, they, they were given some kind of roles or nod when Trump became became in charge. It doesn't feel as if any of that is in your NXTs. And in no, your it NXT doesn't, does it? UKs and stuff like that, because they feel like they're Triple H's little side company. And yeah. it, I don't get that vibe off him. He he no. doesn't give me the From what the I understand, Trump his, his involvement, vibe. Vince's involvement isn't in those shows at all. Yeah. Um, so that's where it gets weird as as a company. Because yeah. as a company, they're not a company, if you know what I mean. The the, the bits that Vince seems in control of seem yeah. one way, the bits that he isn't in control of yeah, seem another a, way. NXT was like, a very, very smart thing that they did to provide something for the fan base, the adult fan base that needed the alternative to what yeah. SmackDown were all were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they knew yeah, that yeah. that was their money makers, that was for families and children. And yeah. Continue to perpetuate right-wing agenda and family notions and concepts like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
traditional values, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and then you have something like NXT, which is just doesn't look like there's a great deal of politics within it. No. But there is they still have this room for experimentation and characterization that you get on the indies. Yeah. With someone like a Velveteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it's Well Velveteen's a great example of a real Yeah, face I hated again. it when I first saw him. I went, What's the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking good though, He's isn't good, it? Man. Um but again it's a real face that isn't those traditional values. Mm. It's blurring all lines of yeah. gender, sexuality of all these other things. Um I think I think And that's it, that's it. That's within the WWE in a way. Yeah. But as I said they do feel like two separate things. But they they also have such sway now with the um with the companies that they're parent to. Yeah. You can see their input on their shows. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing over here where this is where I think the talk of Brit Rest failing is, is when yeah. you have that influence from the outside. Yeah. That isn't even British. Yeah. What does that say about the product you can produce? Yes, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's it's uh, it's. I'm fascinated to see where they go with David Starr. Yeah, fascinated. Yeah. Do do you reckon they've got the set to actually do it? Do you reckon they'll be told no, you cannot do it? In progress, I assume you mean yeah. more here. Yeah. Again, it's interesting because it's again it's a tough one of knowing what you would class as influence. I don't know. Again, this is completely. I've not spoken to anyone. I don't know anything. It would surprise me. If your Vinces or whoever give a shit what's going on in progress, mm-hmm. it would surprise me if your Triple H's or whomever are directly, to, to, to an extent, are directly saying this, this. I can't stand music rights type stuff because there is all the rumours of the network is going to have an indie section being added to it at a different premium mm-hmm. all this. I saw some document that was online the other day. But equally, as we know, Jim, John and Glenn... Do NXT UK. Yeah. So they're going to naturally start to have a proclivity of how things work over there, and that's naturally going to leak in. So, again, how much of it is dictated, how much of it is natural, kind of, well, here's what here's what we do. Oh, we want to bring this person up to here at some point, so we need to build them in this way to make it fit and work. It's an interesting it's, one. It's, I know it's tough. I know it's tough, and I know I'm going off things I hear yeah. rather than things I see at the minute. Yeah. But... It's understandable. I think too, though, right? Because you're in the middle of it all, and it's yeah. people, people, and a scene that means the world to you. So, mm. even if it is just stuff you hear, it's a weird. I one. think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This, I still, still feel like there's stuff I should and shouldn't say. Yeah, somehow, maybe one day, maybe I'll, I'll ask. Do you, do you want to have us back, and we'll, yeah, we'll go yeah. for balls to the wall. But it, um, yeah, we'll do another. There's one other people's point. stories that I'd, I'd need to get the nod to tell. Yeah, it's an interesting one because, again, it's it's for me as a as a as a fucking mark. Mm. It's the blurred lines of it mm, all. Mm. David Starr's a great example of that. Of his new thing, it's a character, but it's not a character. It's a character, <clears> but <throat> it's, it's something he believes in. Yeah, progress is one company who've embraced that and rocketed it with the the strong style thing and all this kind of thing. And um, but then there's an internet backlash against it. Oh, oh that's what I was going to say. What issue did you have with Robbo's? Uh, um, like you, you said there were certain elements you weren't there's, sure there's of. There's no issue with Robbo uh-huh. at all. The, the delivery of this promo is absolutely phenomenal. Mind-blowing. You believe he believes every word. Yeah. I think it's a heel promo. Yeah. He is saying, 
from an ignorant working class perspective, mm-hmm. I don't deserve these rights. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care that I make millionaires, billionaires at my expense. Yeah. And I thought it was maybe not a heel promo, maybe a tweenery promo, really. Yeah. Because it all came from this position of ignorance. Yeah. And I found it so profound. And then the crowd got up and started clapping. Yeah. As if this thought of you was righteous. It's a tough one. And you it know. fascinated me because I was like, actually, his entire mentality is ignorance and cut off nose to spite face out of pride. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough I one. I don't cause, get it. Because tons of what he said I agree with and, and believe in. And tons, I think, it's far more nuanced. The UFC is a good example at the moment mm. where they are treated as independent contractors, but they aren't allowed to go and work elsewhere. Yeah. So how can they be independent contractors? They should, if, if they're independent contractors, then if they've not got to fight for a bit, they should be able to go and fight at cage or warriors yeah, in the UK or yeah. at Bellator or wherever yeah. else. But they can't. So that says to me they're not independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So in that instance similar, comparable to the WWE guys, for example. They should, if they're not allowed to work elsewhere, then they should have the full rights as an employee rather than as an independent contractor. Or even image rights. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. On-demand subsidies, merchandise subsidies that adequately reflect. What I then agree with, though, on Robbo's promo is if you are fully independent, then... Unions are a, a valid thing. Equity, which I know the independent guys have had meetings with and all yeah. that. I mean, uh, also, just quickly, we've spoken about the, the ability to control your narrative with social media and videos yeah. and stuff. James Musselwhite deserves a shout-out for being such a puppet master in some of the best promos 100%. with David, with Spike, with 100%. so many other people. He's the best possibly Spike, in the world. Um, and David in particular, he's one's just the yeah. ones where it's just him on camera. It's yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But, but yeah, I also do see that if you are an independent contractor and you're working at, you have the freedom to work at a variety of different companies, then it's, I can see why the independent part there would, like what Robbo was, was saying, that I don't have anything guaranteed because I'm an independent contractor. I see that and I, I kind of agree with that. Again, okay, if there's unions, equity, other things to back you up. but I, un- I understand it to a point, but actors are in the exact same situation. Yeah. They have unions. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have codes of conduct that people must adhere to because of the force of the, the power of the workforce. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as that. They have people that look over contracts yeah. to see what their merits really are. Yeah, yeah, that's They true. have people that teach them their value. If you look at other sports, they are paid something like 51% of what I believe is turnover in wages right. to their roster or their staff. Yeah. Which is why you have these obscene wages in things it's- like football. When it look when it comes to WWE, yeah. the number is eight percent. It's it's why it's such a fascinating and interesting comparison to the UFC because the UFC is similar. The promoter is earning far more than any of the actual talent. Any That's of capitalism. The fighters, I understand that. Which but... is it's it's weird because again it's 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 not right in boxing. It's been the opposite for ages, but it's why there's so many different organisations yeah. and it's a bit of a mess. I can see that at a certain level, and let's take. The UFC and WWE out the out the equation there. If you're going to an ICW show, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going because it's ICW. Yeah, they're not going because of an individual on that card. Now, yes, the individuals, the card can't exist 
without those individuals. So I'm not saying that all the value is ICW. It's like, no, it's still, the value is still the individuals. But I can see how if you've built a brand like the WWE or the UFC, then you can go, well, you know, we've, uh, we deserve a big part of this cake because we are, we've built this platform that we can then build superstars. We can build a John Cena. We can build this and that, but it's because of our platform. So yeah, it's a, I think, it's a weird I one. Feel, I feel like fifty-fifty sounds fair. Yeah. When you when you look at the the corporate ins and outs of it, the amount of bodies that are involved in in the admin side, if you will. Yeah. Well, they're probably significantly fewer to share that piece of the pie with than there are with your roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd say or fifty-fifty is an easy amount to work on things like image rights, on things like merch. Fifty-fifty of profit. Fifty-fifty on. Or, or any fucking accurate or measurable split if you're not a genius mathematician yeah. is tough on house, on, on yeah. pay-per-view because there's a lot of people on that card. Certain people 100% have more yeah. value than others are bringing I'm not, more, I'm not, things like that. I definitely, so, I'm not saying you equally divide that, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, 50% yeah, 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 turnover yeah. amongst these people, amongst Buddy Murphy and John Cena or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know that the house throughout the years has been built on Cena, so he's going to get a bigger percentage of that 50%. Yeah. However, those should be the numbers that we're looking at. Yeah. I can't help but feel that when it comes to other sports that do divide quite evenly like that. Yeah. And you do see Raheem Sterling on 300k a week. It's because he makes that money for that organisation. I mean, to back it, I come from the music industry. Yeah. And on gigs, our percentages were all... It's been weird doing stuff like podcasts or live things like that where the split isn't as good because yeah. we would have we I'd often do um and this is boring to people potentially no, but, don't, and don't. we oh, oh, we do have to, to wrap things up and do it but <laughs> we would for example do um an 80% versus deal and the thing would be if they if the venue if we sell over 80% of the tickets then we get 80% of the profit okay so that's a really strong deal for music industry but yeah. again the point is the venue has bands on all the time. Yeah, the band is what's making the difference. Yeah. So if they do that, then they and it's 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 a profit. So mm-hmm. it's not saying that that we take that you end up on a loss. But if we are the band that brings in that high percentage, then we are the band that, yeah. that gets the benefit. Okay. Of that anyway, uh, we need to wrap things up. There sorry, as, sorry, as tangent. We're about still. to be kicked out, and John's John's panicking. <laughs> Just quickly as the last thing, what do you see as 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 your future? What do you hope is ahead? Where can people contact you and kind um, of... So f- the older Twitter and Instagram, at the Jack Sexsmith, is the, on the socials. The future's interesting. Um, I think a Bojack, what's a Bojack quote? You've got to let go of everything before you can truly be happy. Yeah. So um, I need to just reevaluate. What do I want from this life now? Yeah. It's another one of them epiphany moments needed, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, just, it really is. What do we look at? Where can we be active, where we're passionate and what are the things that make you happy and how do you get involved? And and the thing f- for me is that the British wrestling scene, I don't feel is dead. I think no, there's, I there's, there's more I There's more organisations that are smashing it than there particularly have ever been before, which means mm-hmm. there's more behind-the-scenes roles, there's more commentary roles, there's yeah. more ring announcer roles, there's, more, there's so much more that can be done. And I think the way you have navigated your career says that you have a mind that can hugely benefit any organisation in those roles so I, I think there's definitely bless you I'd love my, my dream would be 
to get involved in a booking capacity. Yeah. I'd, I'd love that, mate. I really would. I've always, um, if put it in rap terms, I always consider myself more of a Kanye than a Jay-Z. Yeah. I've never been a lyricist. I've never been a technician. But when it came to my art, yeah. I wanted heartstrings. I've always been trying to make my version of Runaway, I suppose. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. John is literally sh- shitting himself next door because <laughs> the next session is meant to be in in three minutes. So we'll wrap things up there. It's been a bloody pleasure, mate. Thank you, as always, my thank friend. Thank you. Cheers, man. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. I hope you enjoyed that. There was a lot of love in there for Mr. Jimmy Havoc. I've not mentioned him as a previous guest. I'd forgotten because he was on the Drunk Casts. So on on one of the end of year, the the Distraction Pieces Network Drunk Cast, so I think two Christmases ago, he was on that. So give that a listen um, if you fancy it as well. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope no one was offended by any of the discussions or debates that took place. As said, I've got nothing but love for all the wrestling brands, all the indies, all the all the majors. You know, it's all good. It's all good here. So yeah, and particularly like extra love for progress. Jim Smallman for now leaving, but Glenn and John are both absolute legends. I think what the three of them have done. For British wrestling, it's undeniable. Um, and I think it's mad that people st- seem to, are within a, a year or something, s- seem to forget all of that and spin and start thinking that it's all, I don't know, everyone's attacking everyone or everyone's out to destroy everyone. I think that's absolute nonsense. So mad love to the Progress lot. Mad love to Tuesday Night Jaw. Go and, and, li- and listen to that wrestling podcast. I'm going to take more meds and go back to bed because this is just rambling nonsense. I feel like I'm starting fights now that weren't even happening. (laughs) Anyway, I'll be back next week. Fuck knows who's on. You'll see. It's going to be a good one. I've got a load of good ones already recorded, so it's probably someone brilliant. All right, I'll see you next week. Ta-ta.